Look out, it's the last episode of Village Vice before game day in Let's Baton go. Rouge. Yes, sir. A little rain in this area. Got us feeling all like it's fall and Baton Rouge is just hot and sticky because that's how it is over there. Right. It's, just, it's like, I think it's that way all the time. I think on January 1st, it's just hot and sticky. So, good. Um, Baton Rouge, by the way, Zach, that's Zach Blackerby on the left. Uh, I'm Brad Law. This is Village Vice. Thank you for watching. Baton Rouge, and I don't say this about the people, Baton Rouge is my least favorite trip in the SEC. Really? It may be my favorite. And really? I haven't had many. I, I don't enjoy away games a whole lot, but uh, I love... I love Louisiana. I yeah. love going to Louisiana. I don't want to live in Louisiana, but I love visiting Louisiana. So uh, I, I disagree with you, but um, it's so funny yeah. the reasons too. Like once I give you my reason, I think you're gonna roll your eyes. Like when I mention a movie from 1990 something, and you roll your eyes. You know, you say uh -huh. you haven't seen it, and I roll my eyes. Um, you ever try taking a shower in Baton Rouge? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Water is softer than marshmallows by fire, my friend. Soft water. You put the soap on, you put the shampoo in, takes you an hour and a half to try to rinse the stuff off. Even then, you can't get it all off. It is the softest water. And that I, is miserable then to get out of the shower and, and don't feel like you're clean. You yeah, can't I feel mean, like you get clean in Baton Rouge. The last time I went, I was a student at uh -huh. Auburn. And like that's just that wasn't my main priority, if you know what I mean. So I, do. I, I I don't know, I don't remember like having an ineffective shower, but mm -hmm. could have happened. I, I don't remember. I think the water pressure is always bad too for some reason. Like, is there somebody watching in Baton Rouge got decent water pressure, or is it just all low water pressure, soft water? Again, you just never feel like you're clean. All right. But I like the, I, you know, I like some of the people. Some of the people are great. Okay. How, uh, all right, so you feel like you're never clean. Mm -hmm. Will Peyton Thorne's pocket be clean that's on the, Saturday? That's the question. Um, the pocket, you know what? I actually like the, I, I think this could be the cleanest pocket for Peyton Thorne in a road game this year. I think that the offensive yeah. line and the, the particular emphasis on protections and play calling in the open date or the bye week. Yeah, I think this is going to be a clean pocket. And that brings us to the first question, Zach, is uh, what has to happen maybe is too general a question. Will it happen? Will Auburn finally break through and get 100 passing yards, not just one player, but as a team, 100 or more passing yards at LSU Saturday, and it's only like you. It, it sounds absurd, but it hasn't happened against anyone besides UMass and Samford. Yeah, against year. a Power Five team, we haven't yeah. seen it happen yet, and I think it does because if it's not going to happen this weekend, I don't know when it's going to. And you know, I think Auburn's going to have a, a a nice matchup against the Ole Miss defense next week, mm -hmm. but they've got to get the ball rolling, and if they don't. Brad, boy, is this game going to turn ugly mm -hmm. quick. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Your numbers from those Power 5 games, 94 passing yards at Cal, and a lot of that was on the last drive. Yeah. 56 at Texas A&M. Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. Uh, 88 against Georgia. That's a Home Alone reference, by the way, Zach. Did you get that at least? Uh, I've seen Home Alone, but I didn't get the reference. Okay. No. 
No. Okay. Um, Salt water in Baton Rouge, though. <laughs> Salt water in Baton Rouge. Um, yeah, three. Th- those numbers aren't good. A bar is so low. Yeah. For what Auburn needs to do. And just, I think, 100 to 150 yards, like, you've got a chance to win. Yeah. Like, you've really got a chance to win because I think the rushing attack is going to be fine. I think your defense, in most scenarios, that's going to be enough. Will it be enough this Saturday? I don't know. LSU's offense is a juggernaut. They're returning home after two kind of tough road trips. I mean, we'll see what that looks like and how this team and how the fan base responds. It's at night. I don't think that helps Auburn. But if if Peyton Thorne can go out and just have some sort of threat with his arm, yeah, I think it frees up everything. I saw a comment on yesterday's show from an LSU fan asking why Coy Moore, well, that's hard to do. Coy Moore uh-huh. hadn't been more effective this year. Yeah. I do think he could play a big role in this game Saturday if for no other reason than, than injuries to some of the other guys. But uh, to answer that question, and we appreciate you watching, we appreciate you asking the question in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was injured you know, over the summer and was not full speed at the beginning of the year, missed the first couple of games of the season. And I think it's been tough for him to get back in that game rep consistency shape and to, to get back in the in the mix consistently and would be big for this team if, if he would do that starting Saturday. Yeah, we're not we're asked not to report on who's sitting out of practice when the media has access to the, these viewing windows throughout yeah. fall camp. And of course, we're going to follow those rules because we want to keep uh, being invited back. But yeah, yeah Coy Moore uh, didn't participate. And in fact, like, I mean, in the first few weeks, he was kind of off to the side doing his own thing. So yeah, I imagine that was part of his rehab and uh, getting back. And it seems like he's good to go now. I think that's why the the timing of this coming out of a bye week, the wide receiver room, I guess, Brad, is probably the room that's going to have the most potential shakeup coming out of the bye week. Coy Moore could be a guy who benefits from that. Nick Mardner, similar situation. He got hurt towards the end of fall camp. We haven't really seen a whole lot of him. We saw him late against Georgia, which was still odd to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's a guy that could benefit from the timing of this bye week. Jair Shorter battled injuries throughout fall camp. He could benefit from the timing of this bye week. We may see a, a few of these guys kind of play bigger roles because they've got to change something in the wide receiver yeah. board. And because you got guys who are day-to-day, like Javarius Johnson may or may not play Saturday. Yeah, um, Malcolm Johnson Jr. is day-to-day, sure. and they really like his speed and his ability to stretch the field. He hadn't done it consistently yet, but they like the potential. But if those two guys in particular aren't able to go, um, then it does. It opens up guys like Omari Kelly and, and guys like Coy more. The the importance of the that passing number, right, and the importance of balance, because this has been a discussion throughout the week. Uh, another comment on yesterday's show was, was how, no, the offense was better in November of last year because at least you could move the ball consistently even if you weren't balanced. When we talk about balance, we're not talking about having to get 200 passing yards and 200 rushing yards. Balance isn't about the numbers being as close to even as possible. Balance means, you know what, you've run it on first and second down. Now it's third and four. The defense is going to load the box, give you one-on-ones in the passing game. Can you complete the pass? Can you make the play? Can you get a first down with a pass just as effectively with four or five yards to go 
as you could on a run with, you know, one, two, three yards to go to pick up that first down. And that's yeah, as, as an offense. Can yeah. you do either? Does the defense respect your ability to do either thing? That's what true balance yeah. is. And, and that's something that Brian Harson talked a lot about in the previous staff. And one of the few things I think he was actually right about. So, yeah. um, yeah, the the whole hundred yard passing thing. Auburn's got a in that trend. They've got it in that streak. Now it's going to be part of the buy sell segment that we've got coming up. Brad Law on every Thursday show, we got a little buy sell action, and it's brought to you by our friends Ross Kilpatrick, serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, and Fort Walton Beach, Florida. From Auburn to Lake Martin to the Emerald Coast of Florida. Contact Ross Kilpatrick with Exit Realty Anchor South for all of your real estate needs. And, of course, uh, Exit Realty Anchor South in Auburn is located at 1922 Professional Circle Suite 202. That's in Auburn. Or you can give them a call at 334-402-0028. Buy, sell time. All right, Brad. We'll start mm -hmm. with what we've been talking about. Are you buying or selling? Peyton Thorne has 100 passing yards on Saturday. That's a hard buy on my part. I want to buy that. I want to buy as much of that as I possibly can. I think Auburn can bust a couple of big-ish plays in the passing game. I think there's a lot of wide-open space in the LSU defense. Yeah. And again, unless they've made major overhaul changes to this defense in a week, I expect Auburn to be able to take advantage of those, particularly because LSU is going to – I think they're going to sell out to stop the run. That's the smart play defensively. It's going to leave what I would receiver, do. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to leave guys with space and opportunity to make plays, and I think they make them. All right, if I move that up to 175, are you buying it? No, because I don't think they'll pass it as many times as it would take to get to that. Again, okay. balance isn't running and passing the same amount. It's just being able to do both. And I still think the strength and the identity is in a heavy run-oriented team. So I just don't think they have the pass attempts to do 175. Got it. Robbie Ashford has 10 snaps. Buying or selling? Gosh, that's good. Sell, but barely. Okay. I think he gets very close. Upper I think single digits? Yeah, I think it's high single digits. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I think Robbie Ashford's a big part of this game plan. Okay. Are you buying or selling the wide receivers, Auburn's wide receivers, not tight ends, not running backs, wide receivers? And based on how this has gone so far, I think I know what your answer is. So I'm going to lower the number. Okay. Wide receivers have eight catches on Saturday. I had 12. I'm lowering it to eight. Ooh. No, I will sell that because I think it's, I think tight ends. I, you know what? They don't have a Luther Burden. I don't think there's a Luther Burden in this receiving core just yet. Like he just went off no, from Missouri last no, week. There is not. There's not a Luther Burden. Um, I do think the tight ends are capable. I, I think you could see more than one tight end have more than one catch in this game. But sure. I'll sell the receivers having eight receptions. Okay. I'm buying that. Okay. So we, we disagree on two of these. We sure do. This is like six pack. Auburn's defense has three sacks. Yes. I buy that. Uh, they're averaging almost three a game. That's a really good offensive line. I, I think that the the way that Auburn will go about trying to contain Jaden Daniels and, and pressure him will be different than what we saw Missouri do. Lord, I hope. Um, it has to be. 
it, it's got to be if you want to have any success, it's got to be. And uh, and I like those playmakers coming from the linebacker and safety spots. All right, Auburn scores thirty points on Saturday by herself. Sell, selling it, but, but again, barely. But I like the Auburn defense against this this powder keg of an LSU offense more than you know more than I like some of the other defense they've played of late. Yeah. So I think Auburn can win the game scoring under thirty. All right, buying or selling Ross Kilpatrick and his team at Exit Realty Anchor South is the best team equipped to handle yeah. all of your real estate needs. That's an easy buy. I, I don't even yeah. have to. I don't even need to walk through. I just I buy that you know, based on curb appeal. But you know what? I had lunch with Ross last week. It is incredible. Uh, he knows everybody. Everybody loves Ross. Everybody right. comes up, they talk to him and they're, they're sharing stories and uh, he's, he's going to treat you the right way. Uh, you're going to be very satisfied with your experience. So make sure you give Ross and the folks at uh, exit realty anchor South a call. Yep, you can stop by and see him at 1922 Professional Circle, Suite 202 in Auburn, or give Ross a call at 334-402-0028. Brad, it's time for the six-pack. It is uh, for the six-pack. Before we get there, though, I got to tell you about Manscaped, the newest sponsor here on Village Vice. I tried the handyman last night, okay, to clean up this little area here Ooh. under the beard on, on my neck. That's what it's for. It's the it's the face shaver, the compact Gosh, you are face so and handsome. neck shaver. It uh, it could not have been easier to charge, use, and then clean afterwards. It's the first of many products from Manscaped that I'm going to use. Village Vice viewers, what do we call you? Vice Squad Villagers, you watching right now, you get a 20% discount plus free shipping when you go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code VICE. That's promo code VICE, V-I-C-E, at manscaped.com. Get a 20% discount and free shipping on the handyman, the beard hedger, the lawnmower 4.0, everything at manscaped you got it the best in men's grooming absolutely let's jump into this six pack my friend we're going to start with that big battle i think it's the fourth time ever that washington has hosted a top 10 matchup my good buddy tony castricone the voice of the washington huskies eighth ranked oregon seventh ranked washington dogs are a three-point favorite at home what do you think I'm thinking Washington. I think they're the real deal. I think if Washington was in the SEC, they'd be compared to that 2019 LSU team. They are so fun. They're electric. And if they're uh, if they're in the college football playoff when it's all said and done, it wouldn't surprise me. Michael Penix Jr., I think, is is should be your Heisman front runner. Uh, we get it's insulated. Either him or Jane Daniels. Yeah, we we get insulated here with the southeastern uh, product, but he was unbelievable. Look at what Indiana was when he was there. And now look at what they've become. He's a major difference maker. As much as I love Bo Nix, yeah, I agree. I like Washington at home. Okay, Texas A&M is at number 19, Tennessee. Uh, is Tennessee going to do anything more than they've done already this year? Is Texas A&M going to bounce back? Balls are a three-point favorite at home. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that the Vols were favored. I I'm taking Texas A&M here. Okay, you just don't think the consistency for Tennessee offensively is there? I just think Texas A&M is a better team. Yeah. I mean, when it, when it's all said and done. And look, I mean, I'm higher on Texas A&M than most people are. Um, I used to not be when everybody was buying Texas A&M. I was selling. Now everybody's selling Texas A&M, and I'm buying. I, I think yeah. A&M is a good team. All right. We'll see about how poised they can be and bounce back from 
from the loss last week. A lot of three-point or less favorites at home. That tells you a lot of these are even matchups mm-hmm. um, if they're played on neutral sites. 10th-ranked USC had the triple overtime escape last week. They're at number 21, Notre Dame. It's the fourth straight really high-pressure game for Notre Dame. They finally buckled last week. Two-and-a-half-point favorite at home for the Irish. Trojans or Irish? I'm going with Caleb Williams. Um, hopefully future Patriots quarterback Caleb Williams to win this one. What did you tell me yesterday about New England? Uh, we were all leaving the stadium after they got shellacked by the Saints and everybody's chanting, Caleb Williams. Hope it happens. I think there uh, there may be a good chance. Um, I'd, rather, I'd rather have him than uh, McCorkle Jones. That's for sure. There you go. I kind of like Notre Dame to bounce back here, and I'm not just trying to be, you know, I'm not just trying to pick against you. It's a tough game to pick. Yeah. There, there's no telling how they could go. I mean, Notre Dame's a good football team, too. So uh, I think it's a good pick, Brad. All right. Florida is at South Carolina. South Carolina, two-point favorites at home. Uh, that That's according to our friends at mybookie.ag. Gators or Gamecocks? So tough. That's yeah. so tough. I'm going to go with South Carolina. I don't have a good reason why. I just I don't like either of these teams. I think yeah. they're both bad. I think they're both underachieving, but I'll go with the Gamecocks. Especially in this day where the the main media drivers tell us that if you don't make the playoff, you have no reason to play in the season at all. Like the season is totally meaningless. Right. If you're not in playoff contention, there's a remarkable amount of apathy around this game. Mm-hmm. Um these I, I like Florida to win it on the road. Um, but I don't think either fan base is really excited about it. So, yeah. And look, th- these are both teams that want to play in a bowl game mm-hmm. and they, whoever wins this has a much better shot than the other one. Yeah. Both were hoping for a lot more than that this year. Missouri is at Kentucky, Kentucky, a two and a half point favorite. I, I like Kentucky here, Zach. I like them to bounce back in a big way. I, I do too, especially, you know, with, with this edge that Stoops has started to have, which yeah. I'm a huge fan of. I think I think his team will kind of mimic that as well on the field. So give me the Wildcats. He didn't say anything wrong, by the way, earlier this week when he was talking. I'm fine with everything he said. Fine with everything he said. Yep, completely. Yeah, and people who had a problem with it were looking to construct a problem with it because what he said is the same that most coaches are saying to their fan bases, privately or publicly. You can't ask for more honesty from coaches than when you get it. Criticize them. One thousand percent. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. All right, Auburn and LSU, LSU ranked number 22, and I thought they started out as a two-touchdown favorite at the beginning of the week. The line is down to 11 from mybookie.ag. Auburn and LSU, I think you know how I'm going to go on this. I think I know how you're going to go, but lay it out for us just the same. I'm, I'm going with LSU. I think there are two likely scenarios, and we talked about this earlier in the week, Brad. I think one is LSU jumps on Auburn early, and it's over quick. Or it's going to be close, similar to Auburn and Georgia, where maybe it's tied or it's a one-score game going into the fourth quarter, and then LSU just pops off in the fourth because Auburn's defense runs out of gas. I think those are the two most likely scenarios, and I think both of those scenarios include um, LSU also covering against Auburn. Gotcha. I uh, Again, I'm never going to pick Auburn to lose, so I like Auburn in the game. My reasons are similar to why I thought Auburn could beat Georgia. And that is, I think they're going to come out and commit to running the ball. And I think they're going to have success. I think it's easy to commit to something that's working out for you. And I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Um, I think Jarquez Hunter gets 20 carries or more. 
and I think he goes over 100 yards. LSU's defense has given up five yards per rush. If he's doing that, then it means Brian Battee is also going to do some big things. It means that Peyton Thorne's going to have an opportunity to succeed in the running game. So will Robbie Ashford. I just think it's there, and I think this is the game that defense um, can put some pressure on LSU. And if you can get them to the fourth quarter, if you can get them to the fourth quarter in a game where I've said this number all week long, you you hold the ball for 37, 38 minutes in the game. Yeah, You're going to be the stronger team in the fourth quarter, and you can lean on them. And I think that's what you see. I think LSU is going to score. They're going to get some quick strike drives. They're going to, they will put up points, but I think you can also get them to make some mistakes, not because Jaden Daniels isn't the best quarterback in the SEC, but you got to have those other 10 guys on offense doing the right thing at the same time too. And I think Auburn's defense can be disruptive even on the road in that environment. And I think if you run the ball and play defense, those things travel. They still travel in the SEC. And I think they travel this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I hope you're right. I think there is a path for Auburn winning this game, but it's an uphill battle for sure. I also think you'll need LSU to make some some errors, shoot yep. themselves in the foot some, which could happen, right? I mean, every college team does that. And, I mean, if you're Auburn, you hope you get LSU on a bad day, which hasn't happened yet. So yeah. it could totally happen. There you go. Or maybe you're the reason for their bad day. That'd be just fine, Ooh, too. That's right. Uh, those, Brad, line, those, yes. those lines, by the way, are from our mm. friends at mybookie.ag. Right now, 110% uh, initial deposit match. They will match 110% of Unreal. whatever your initial deposit is right now. Um, take advantage of that. Mybookie.ag. You'll be very happy with it as you go into this weekend. Brad Law, I think that just about does it for today's show. It does. What a fun show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, everyone has vices. Everyone has vices. Just make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Mm -hmm.